and Secret Invasion. This is following yeah. on the heels of Secret Invasion. Literally the Cree scroll peace accord kind of thing that Nicholas Nicholas that Nick Fury is off to take Nicholas care of Fury. at the end of Se- yeah. uh, Secret Invasion. It's there, but it's incidental, and they're just like these peace talks are very important. Meanwhile, wackiness. I can't hear you, so if you're talking, I'm just looking at this. <laughs> Shut up. Go away. I'm, I'm looking at stuff. Uh, yeah, this was the original hardcover, like the first time it came out in hardcover. Sorry nice. for the shine. And I went to a convention to Brendan. Best wishes, Alex Ross. Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot it folds out. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Keeps going. Oh, wow. Keeps cool. Going. The thing yeah, I love like about the recreation of the actual original covers. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, he's such a kid of our generation that his version of Doctor Doom is basically Clytus from the Flash Gordon movie. Oh, but but you know, made to look a little bit more like Doom. His version of, well, I mean, he's the reason Patrick Stewart was Professor X. I mean, this came before the first, you know, X-Men okay, yeah. movie. Yeah. And he was using Patrick Stewart as his Professor X in the illustrations. Um, his Doctor Strange is Frank Zappa. <laughs> it was... It, That's it, awesome. It, yeah, it's just so clear that he was casting them in his head and like going, all yeah. right, this guy will be this, this guy will be this. It's been anyway. so long since I've read those. I was so... I think it was you who brought them to my attention when they were first coming Such out. Such a great concept, too. And I bought all the original issues, and I just don't know where they are. I, I used to i I don't have any any single issue comics anymore. I just have trades and hardcovers. Well, I, the the joy of this was me discovering because I it's been so long since I've looked through this my comics collection. These are yeah. mostly things. Well, mostly things I bought in the early eighties. And then for a brief time when you, you and I were hanging out in the early 90s. Yeah. But some of these, I don't know when I bought them. Like, there's, this was in a paper bag. I got The Thing and the Human Torch, two-in-one. Wow. Uh, from uh, That's got to uh, be 80s, 1989, right? yeah. 89. Yeah. And uh, Life with Archie. <laughs> wow. I don't know why I, don't know why I, I and that, that but, but that's not from the 80s. So that N- seems like that's a... This is... Uh, oh, it doesn't say... November didn't say the year. It, it looks to be of an older vintage. Maybe this was just like a grab bag. Maybe. And I've got a uh, Spider-Man fighting the Condor. Love it. The Vulture. The Vulture. Oh, sorry. The Condor. <laughs> I've got Condor Man on my brain. So. Oh, thank God this isn't recording. It is, but you know there's. Oh shit! Yeah, no, it's up to you. That one. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that eighties. Stuff. Peter Parker goes wild. He does. <laughs> um, your Marvel Tales, right? That the one before? No, the one before. Oh, the the, the, the Condor Vulture. Yeah, yeah, the, the Vulture. Uh, Marvel. That's a reprint book. You were actually. Those are all like Steve Ditko, nineteen sixties. Like that's the first Vulture story. Oh wow! Yeah, Marvel Tales was a reprint book. So they this would. Is, uh, um, this is nineteen eighty two. Yep, but it's reprint of the uh, old sixties stories cool okay yeah yeah so uh, I, probably, I probably did buy this when i was oh, in, just uh, like the high. one behind you the marvel tales with dr doom because i kept looking at going well that's definitely yeah. ditko spider-man so that is an 80s reprint of the 60s stuff yeah these these are probably ones i bought 
on the way home from junior high. Yeah. At, the, at uh, Stop and Go or whatever. I love the Incredible Hulk one that's like a scene on TV. Is that what that is? Yeah. Marvel's yeah, TV sensation. It. Yeah, it's great. Everybody hang closer. Yeah, ain't no Bixby there. Nope. Uh, that's great. We all remember the time that the Hulk um, stamped down on Mount Rushmore, don't we? <laughs> they, they look so sad. The faces of the presidents are like, <laughs> why are we being subjected to this? <laughs> why is the green man jumping on us? <laughs> this Hold is me. our fate. Yeah. You were lucky, Abe. They shot you. No, sorry. That's a... What, what is that from? Wait, uh, oh, I know what that's from. That was from the Saturday night classic Saturday Night Live skit, which was Dan Aykroyd. This is first cast as Richard Nixon, and oh. and he's having his um, a crisis moment, and it's just like a monologue. And he he's in the Oval Office, and he looks at a portrait of Abe Lincoln, and he goes, "You're lucky, Abe. They shot you." <laughs> Oh, it took me back. I just got back literally minutes ago from seeing The Marvels. Yeah. At my local movie theater. I'm I'm and anxious to I hear was, what you thought. I was texting Brendan at the end. It was like, give me a few extra minutes. I'm still sitting through the credits. Because I was I'm, waiting. I, was, I didn't want to say anything. I was like, where are you in the credits? Yeah. Well, I was looking up on my phone. Like, how many post-credit scenes are there? Or pre-credit, mid-credit? And I said, <laughs> oh, there's two. And I said, oh, good. Because I'd already seen the mid-credits one. So I sat there. And, and then there's nothing. I was like, you motherfuckers. Yeah. No, I they do, lied to you. you they lied see. to you so hard. I, I, I we'll we'll save spoilers for a little bit later in the episode for this movie, yes. just for the sake because yeah, I know a lot I will of people say, are not seeing this movie and they we should. We will talk about the button scene, and so that will be spoiler alert when we get there. We have to talk about but it. But I, I I'd like to say I quite enjoyed it. I'm not sure again I, what people's problems with it were like they seem to be expecting something completely different well i will uh, say this i will say this i really enjoyed it too at the same time it's not what i expected nor quite what i wanted but i don't think people are just so ready and john is he gets fervent about this too but it's like people are so ready to jump on marvel and just go it's done yeah, yeah it's over idiots. whatever it's over they don't know what they're doing anymore and i'm like but the tangent well obviously we're going to get deep into this oh. whole thing the, the tangent i was going to mention was the trailers that ran before this uh oh. two of which kind of surprised me one i wasn't surprised to see but i was surprised at how good it was was aquaman the other one i knew nothing about was the new ghostbusters movie which is i guess next yeah. year yeah yeah and, like, and it's actually so kind of good it's funny that you brought that up because literally simply because I don't I don't know when Afterlife came out. It was during the pandemic or right before the pandemic. Something like that. Yeah, it's all blurry to me now. Yeah, it's blurry to me too. But I had a perfectly valid but sad reason that I didn't see it in the theaters. I literally just saw it the other night. Oh really? Uh yeah, I signed up for like a for a seven day trial just so I could watch Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. And I enjoyed it except you know i was like oh it's leaning so hard on yeah on the old story and do something new with it yeah it had a lot of promise the whole the whole concept of this legacy being rediscovered the family and you can't go wrong with carrie coon who is a goddess who walks among us it's about time we all realized how awesome carrie coon like that's a hot take anyway so you got her you got finn wolfhard who again He's our boy. We've watched him grow up from an itty bitty guy, and he's 
he's a good teen actor. Good. The girl who I don't even know. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's fantastic. And the way she would deliver like the deadpan, not funny jokes where I'm like mm-hmm. going, oh, yeah, that's great. It'd be easy for her to be a nerd, but her being like sort of like I am on the spectrum type of nerd. I was like, you're good. Mm-hmm. So I liked every uh, all the new people. Paul Rudd, even though it is Paul Rudd doing Paul Rudd, he's a good fit for it. I was like, yeah. oh, that's great. Right. So I had no problems with any uh, of that. It was slightly longish, and it was slightly not as funny. And then the the guys who I loved seeing, uh, but they just show up at the very end. I'm like, yeah, that's uh. the thing. There was seemed to be a little bit of studio. Can we guys? Can we put this in here? Can we put? The, can you please put the Stay Puff Marshmallow? It has nothing to do with the story. Oh, just put it in one scene. Yeah. God damn it! It had yeah, no. It's, it's like the like whole that. reason. Like, that, what are you yeah. doing? It's like, dude, you realize that the only reason that worked is in that first story is that Ray accidentally pictured that. And so, but it doesn't mean that Gozer, every time Gozer the Gozerian will enter our dimension, it's going to take the form of the Stay Buff Marshmallow Man. It just won't. It's just, yeah, that made no sense. That's lazy. If if Ray had been in the vicinity, sure, that that would have made sense. And then he could have walked up and seen him and go, oh, not again. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been great. Something like that. Absolutely. They Uh, saved all that. Like they show up all in a row. Like it seemed very neat. Like they shot it and, you know, Right. separately from the other actors like they weren't yeah. even on the set together yeah i will say when the the way that they uh they cgi'd uh ivan harold ramus or harold sorry I, ivan i igor or what's Igor? what's his name uh, uh egon spingor egon egon sorry the way that they put him in cgi or deep fake whatever it, it was really well it was really good and and you know silent but that's you know, yeah, that's a that ghost thing. Yeah. Sure, it's a ghost thing, but the expression's really well done, and I'm sure they worked hard. Like, <laughs> here he has to look wistful. Here he has to look apologetic, mm-hmm. and it did. It worked really well. I was surprised. I was like, yeah. I thought it would be, because they kept kind of disguising, and you see there's an actor stand-in at the point where he's still alive at the very beginning and all mm-hmm. that, and you're like, okay, that's fine. We're not going to mm-hmm. see him, and that's probably for the best. Yeah, and then right. at the end, I was like, Wow. We're getting a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And it's working kind It's of. working pretty good. You know, and he, he, they definitely, you know, would, there was a lot of retreading ground that was seemed unnecessary. I did like the whole idea of, oh, we're not done with Gozer yet. Here we got to, right. you know, there's there's still more. That was kind of cool. I, that we I thought got the, just- the tying in with, I mean, uh, with the the crazy architect who built the building, the, the Gozer worshiper we guy. We actually get to see him, yeah. Who we finally get to see him. I thought, oh, that's a good reason why we're out in the midwest or what it's like oh okay yes mm-hmm. he was mining s- selenium which they actually brought up in the first movie I'm like okay i i can go with this you know yeah. it's like a- and the new setting is is one of the better things about it i'm like oh that's great but then it becomes you know rehashy right. <laughs> i'm like don't there was one motivation that they tried in the story this was the way the whole movie kind of teetered a little bit for me because i didn't quite get this this uh thing that they had where the other ghostbusters had said that egon was losing his mind like ah oh, you're crazy you know why would they not believe him after all the I know. shit that they've been I, I think, I think together? that's literally just story logic and actually yeah. if you looked at those characters and had it not been harold ramus's death that made it be egon Ray would have been the guy who lost his mind. 
Ray is is the real hardcore like arcanist magic thinker guy who'd lose his mind, whereas Egon was the scientist. He probably wouldn't be the guy who goes out there, and but it just Harold Ramis's death forced that hand. Story wise, it would make more sense to have been Ray. Yeah, uh, and yes, um, also it it did force them to do the we've split up thing. Yeah. Also, it seems weird that any talk of ghosts would be like, what? Yeah. Especially after 1984, <laughs> where yeah. the ghosts were taking over New York and a God showed up. And those, I, I did like, it was like going, you don't know about the New York incident or whatever. And they're like, yeah. they're like going on YouTube. I'm like, eh, I guess that makes sense. These four guys. I'm like, yeah. wouldn't they be all be enshrined? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they didn't deserve it. They're on nerds, but look, they saved the world. Yeah. And there was some, some line about the, there were some reports that it was like a, a, like oh, a Thanksgiving like, Day parade balloon gone, yes, gone rogue or yes, something. Or some like, sort of mass hallucination event. I think they yeah. put that in the original movie or the second one. Oh, let's not talk about Ghostbusters 2. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so yes, I enjoyed it greatly. Uh, oh, you saw the trailer for the new one. And it looks good because they're moving past. Yes. Moving past is good. Yeah, doing something new. That's doing that's, something that's cool. new. It's like great. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's in New York. So yeah, yeah, because like, I, that was that was the other thing they patched into the film, which I don't think was supposed to be there originally. Was that post credit scene where, uh, where Arnie Hudson's character goes and re, yeah, you know, restore starts restoring the old the old uh, fire station yeah. office that they used to have, which they. It, was, it didn't even match up with things they'd said earlier in the film, like it had been turned into a Starbucks or something. I can't remember yeah. what it was. There yeah. was some other storyline for it. It's like, oh, no, actually, it's still here. Like, what? <laughs> then okay. What? Okay. Yeah. Read your own script. Anyway. I can't be in charge of doing that for you, Mr. Reitman. Anyway, it, I thought he did a fine job. Yeah. So you saw the Marvels. Saw the Marvels. And you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. John and I saw it together opening day we held hands <laughs> really this is gonna be no um this is gonna be the best but as usual we get we usually go out and eat after one of these marvel movies and then just pick it apart but in a loving way the main problems for me was i liked it as a movie just fine and it is floating on the charm of all three of those actresses and all the su- supporting cast, too, because I mm-hmm. love Kamala's family. I love them in the series. I yeah. love them in this, too. Great. So, in other words, it, it floats on that charm, but it's not what I expected as a follow-up to things like Captain Marvel itself, which was fun-ish, but still had some darkness to it, and Secret Invasion. This is falling yeah. on the heels of Secret Invasion, and... Literally the Cree scroll peace accord kind of thing that Nicholas Nicholas that Nick Fury is off to take Nicholas care of Fury. at the end of Se- yeah. uh, Secret Invasion is kind of just sort of like it's there but it's incidental and they're just like these peace talks are very important. Meanwhile, wackiness. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the villain was very well developed, even though I like the actress and um, I think uh, Tom Hiddleston likes her too. I think he likes her a lot. That's his uh, wife or partner. Ah, the woman who plays—I uh, can't even remember her name—Davra, something like that. 
I just saw the movie. I have no idea. Well, I mean, they say her name a few times. She is made up for the movie, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You can create new villains, but she was given as much development as Malekith in Thor Dark World, which is a yeah. problem when you your villain is basically 2D and has no shadings or real backstory, no matter how good. Because that was uh, Christopher Eccleston, and he's a good actor but they gave him nothing to do and in this one same story i think she's fascinating uh looking and uh you know she's got her point of like you're the annihilator you ruined our planet i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get (laughs) (laughs) so i was slightly disappointed with that um i i was expecting kamala to be Kamala. I knew that she would be the light. I knew that she would be the fun because she's bright eyed and she's the newbie. I didn't expect the movie to warp the entire reality kind of into that, that shape because I thought Carol Danvers can certainly learn from Kamala and Monica's got her own stuff to work out, but I thought they would keep the weight and let Kamala be this like, pick me up. Instead, the entire movie goes, wacky we've got a yeah. lot of flirkins and we've got the um the bollywood singing alien culture and all that i'm like not that i hated any of that i was just like it's similar to my reaction sorry i'm just going on similar yeah. to my reaction to thor ragnarok which everybody worships thor ragnarok and i kept going that was entertaining but it wasn't what i wanted right because it was a lot of fun mm. but in that movie you're dealing with the destruction of Asgard. You're dealing with the exposure of of Odin's hidden child, Hela. And these are not light things. And yet they were like, ah, but it's also this buddy comedy. Thor and the Hulk are hanging out. It's wacky. And I'm like, can we can we give some weight to some of this? They yeah. introduced the executioner. Carl Urban played him, and I love the executioner in the comics. He shows up, he's the butt of a couple of jokes, he has a heroic death, end of character. And you're like, well, thanks. Oh, and also they killed off the Warriors 3. with like, boop, boop, done. I was like, what the hell is it? No, actually, that was, uh, was it Thanos who killed them all? I don't know. They went out like punks. <laughs> so, anyway, when they go light, I'm not opposed to Marvel going light because I, it's a fun ride, and I did enjoy it. But at the same time, I'm like, mm, maybe not so suiting of the subject matter and the characters. It, maybe they were feeling the the pushback from the first Captain Marvel movie where they're going, she comes across as too harsh. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I'm that's okay one thing with that, that too, though. <laughs> I was thinking about this on the way when I was driving back from the movie that, that the one – uh, you know, there's plenty of criticisms I could level against. It. I didn't, I didn't go in with the expectation, any expectations really, yes. except to, I wanted to enjoy it. And I'd heard the criticism. So I was expecting something cringy. I didn't really find oh, it cringy. Oh, no, no. I didn't find it cringy at all. So, but the, the one thing I will say is that, that the character, Brie Larson's character is kind of meant to have this emotional arc in, yes. in the film. Yeah. And it didn't, I don't really feel like I felt it. Yeah, when it when it happened, she has that that scene where she was on the verge of tears and she was trying to explain, you know, her motivations and stuff. It was like I just wasn't. It just felt like it was forced in that moment. They like, they I'm not buying this right now. 
Well, what a lot of people have said, and I do agree to some degree, uh, is that they rushed everything uh, really just to get to where they wanted to go, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel organic. What people are saying, and I I agree, is there should have been a Captain Marvel 2, and then this should have been the third one. Yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel 2 should have bridged it and, and should have, you know, maybe had some interaction actually captain marvel 2 should have been the monica carol story and and the marvel should have been kamala joining them and so they would have already kind of worked out their thing yeah Yeah. it would just feel more organic because i agree they don't earn where they get to in that movie in the marvels just because they're like oh what time is it all right they've now had their emotional uh, so in other words it's just like because Connect that's, the dots. Yeah, because that's really what the movie is about, is the two of them kind of reconciling, I think. is that's, Right. seems to be the main important thing. And, and also I guess, getting transported. Well, that's spo- I'm not going to get into spoilers yet for that one. Yet, sorry. No, not yet. The, the, the button scene there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's true that – and some people are upset with that, which we'll talk about too. And I'm like, really? <laughs> but they were they were also were like, is this how they choose to do this? It seems like – they should have done something more momentous and I'm like, get over it. But we'll talk about that in a second. The movie I enjoyed the cameo from Valkyrie. I mean, that's not, I'm not spoiling anything. We're talking about the movie. What the, uh, that was fine. Marvel's basically I, spoiled the movie anyway. Um, the resurrection of Hala, the, the planet of, of the Cree, you know, I'm that's good. Mm-hmm. That is almost a little bit stolen that storyline ish from DC when Hal Jordan went evil and became parallax in the nineties, um, killed a bunch of people, went crazy. He destroyed the Gr- green lantern Corps, And then his redemption arc was during a storyline called final night when our son was dying because of a sun eater and Hal Jordan has woken up from being crazy parallax. And is like, I can set this right. And he goes and repowers our son also in the, in the instance dying. So he sacrifices himself. Don't worry. He came back and also don't worry. Some very good writer, Jeff Johns came in and said, Oh, I can fix that whole parallax, him going crazy and killing people thing to where it wasn't his fault. Thank you very much, Jeff Johns. Anyway. So it was a little bit similar, but I liked that. That was good. Carol, like, I owe it to these people and I thought I was doing good and I, I just didn't consider the consequences when they go cosmic in, in the Marvel movies, very often they're going wacky. And that's the thing that is bugging me. Yeah. Yeah. Like that guardians, it deserves all the success and praise. The entire trilogy is great. I love the guardians movies. But it seems like that was almost like Feige and company going, so anytime we go into space and we're dealing with the big cosmic entities, as long as they're not Thanos, we should go wacky? Yeah. I mean, the scene in Love and Thunder, did you see Love and Thunder? The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the big meeting of the gods, the, the gods. it, yeah, that was, it was wacky, but I'm like... That was horrible. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that, that I, undercuts... Yeah. Pantheons. I, I, I didn't. I didn't really think there was anything in this movie that was th- that degree of, no, of no, no, no. too much. You know, no. it was. It was. The, the, I, I liked 
it was very much Guardians of the Galaxy, the whole scene on the space station with the Florigans. Yeah, know? yes. We're, we're getting spoilers now, people. So stop watching if you haven't seen the movie or if you yeah. care. Uh, but the whole line, I want, I kind of want it on a t-shirt. I'm sure somebody will do it. It's like, please stop running and let the Florigan eat you. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> and nobody's having it. Like, fuck this. Yeah, only, only <laughs> I think, only, I, I'm not even sure if, if she was named, but one of the um, two official people because it's not sword is it what is it scepter what yeah, is sword it? no it's not sword they actually say what their anagram is oh saber saber, saber that's it saber right, right. Yeah. in the comics there is a sword and shield obviously right um but uh yeah only the the woman when she's like prepared for it she runs and she kind of stops she's like okay okay yeah. <laughs> and she's like go ahead do it and then she gets sucked in um <laughs> So I, I, I mean, yeah, that the wackiness, there were moments where it was wacky, but it was so surreal that I'm like, yeah, that's sci-fi and I can go with it. And that is both a good solve for their problem as, and that's good writing. And also, you know, that that segment, they knew that was going to kill. It's like little kittens and, and they're running around and absorbing people with tentacles. Mm-hmm. It's great. And then, one of them uh, and then it's the like, entry. are you saying that we literally yeah. have to herd cats? It's like, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> so and the singing planet, I, I heard complaints about that before I went in. Like, God, I'm so when they stopped singing, I was so relieved. Like, and we got to that point in the movie, and it's like less than two minutes. Oh yeah, it's not sequence. huge. So like, it's not even that. I mean. And then they let the prince talk. I liked the bit about, well, I thought you said they couldn't. He's like, he's bilingual. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's all cute. And that was okay. Then all the stuff with the powers, all the stuff with the power swapping was great. Mm -hmm. And anytime, especially since we've been exposed, (laughs) that sounds gross, to uh, Kamala Khan's powers, so we know how they work. Carol is, you know, Carol's awesome. We know what she can do. But every time they never called her Photon, that was the running gag, was that they were like, I kept waiting you need for her name. Yeah. And her action figures and everything say Photon. So, like, the merchandise is calling her that, even if the movie didn't. Mm. But Monica, anytime they would let her do the stuff that only she can do, I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. All the sort of, like, ghosting through stuff. And uh, her... Uh, rescue of of Kamala, the midair rescue scene was great. Yeah, I mean there are moments throughout there. If it's not a Marvel movie, if they botch all the action stuff, and I thought they were pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, I was like, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's yeah. great right there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think this is mid to lower level, but mid to lower level MCU is still still more enjoyable. Did you ever see Blue Beetle? Have you still not seen it yet? I have not seen it yet. That's okay. I would say Blue Beetle was one of the first of the DC movies that I think is actually better than this, but I still enjoyed this quite a bit. So speaking of which, have you seen the trailer for for Aquaman? Yes. I Uh, rather uh, thought it looks kind of good. It's no. (laughs) God damn it. I mean, it looks like it's okay, but it it's dead man walking. I don't think it that makes it inconsequential. I will still watch it. But the fact that it's literally non 
important. That sounds terrible. important. <laughs> and I will say that this will, if we get another Aquaman, and it could be years and years according to James Gunn's plan, I wouldn't mind if they made him a slightly more serious character and not a Jason Momoa, who I like a lot. But still, it's like he's just never been Aquaman to me. He's just, he's a bro. Even in that trailer, he's like going, I'm like, yeah, you definitely are a superhero character, but you're just not that one. (laughs) I I love how in the trailer you see Mira for one second. They are not on the board with Amber Heard. And you'll have to bring me up to speed on the the lore. Who is his his brother or somebody he breaks out of prison? Yeah. Well, did you see the first movie? No. (laughs) Oh, I recommend it. I mean, it is, it is, it's one of the better DC movies. Um, James Wan directs the heck out of it. He's ocean master. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And it is his half brother Orm. Orm. Uh, And is that from the comics? Yeah. And in the first movie, they actually had him wearing um, the helmet. I mean, I, I, it's yes. clear they're not going to dress him up in Ocean Master gear in this movie. But at least in the first one, they're like going, hey, fans, you want him to have that fish helmet? Look, there you go. Yeah. And you get Black Manta looking exactly like he does in the comics, which is And great. Super Friends. Yeah. And Super <laughs> Friends. And that guy's uh, great. That guy's great. He brings all the gravitas uh, as Black Manta. What, what so, I found interesting in the trailer, the character of Orm, what's, I forget the actor's name. He played, he was Patrick also Wilson. Night Owl. Yeah. Yes. Night Owl and, and, uh, and the Watchmen. And he was great in Watchmen. I found it interesting that in this trailer, he looks like Aquaman, like is supposed to look. I know. I know. <laughs> in the first movie, he's kind of brunette, which is, I think, the guy's natural hair color. Uh, and and in now the comics, blonde. he has black hair. <laughs> yeah. And then this one, he's blonde. I'm like. That has to be deliberate, right? I guess. That they're winking at I suppose. people like us. What's funny is that they did screw up his origin for the movie. Is that he, uh, I think in the comics, he's his half-brother via the human, his, his human father. So Ocean Master was jealous of his half-brother who is like Atlantean. So, but in the comics, I think Ocean Master is not Atlantean. And in the movie, they decided he was, no, he was his half-brother who is Atlantean and is, in fact, sitting on the throne of Atlantis when Arthur shows up. So I was like, the whole idea in the comics is, I'm jealous, so I'm going to be Ocean Master. Can you breathe underwater? I will. Just you wait. <laughs> and in this one, it's sort of like, no, I'm, I'm the responsible, uh, power-hungry, authoritarian king. And you show up and you're all a bro, but you are destined for the throne. Anyway, so, yeah, the trailer did look pretty good. The thing I know they won't do, the trailer, they show the kid, Arthur Jr. Uh, He and Mira have a kid. They did in the comics. And I'm sitting there going, you got Arthur Jr., little baby. You got Black Manta. Will they have the balls to have Black Manta kill the kid? (laughs) Because he did in the comics. Mm. That was one of that wasn't even in the uh like nineties when things were getting dark. That was actually late seventies, early eighties. It was one of the first heavy storylines that Black Manta ends up killing Arthur Jr. And so 
Mira's, of course, torn up. And then Aquaman's like, I will kill you, Black Manta. I'm coming for you. Well, anyway, I, I, I doubt that out. this wacky, colorful superhero movie will have a child death in it. But in the comics, they did go there. We'll see. That'd be funny if that's like the not funny, but because that's the <laughs> last be hilarious. The last thing that happens in the DCEU. Yeah, it's like that was how they cap it. Uh, is anyone uncomfortable? Thanks, everybody. With this? Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, everybody. It's been fun. We'll see you until someone decides that they're bringing back Zack Snyder. Okay, uh, anyway. so now now that we've gotten past that, yes, let's dip back into the yes. button scene. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about the Marvel's uh, mid-credit button scene, which is going to... Ch- and we also, by the way... Well, it's not a spoiler, but we need to talk about Loki Season 2. Oh, yes, we do. Which, actually, I found... Our, our patron our patron supporters <laughs> demand it. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, I think that that had much more of a punch, to tell you the truth, than the Marvel's. But it had, of course, heavier stakes... You could argue, but anyway, and really so the, good writing, yeah, and really good writing, and just a wowzer of an ending that that satisfied all my Loki needs. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gave up on DoorDash and Grubhub and all these; they never satisfied my Loki needs. <laughs> anyway, so yes, the mid-credit scene. Spoiler alert: has Monica Rambeau, who does the sacrificing here. And I do think that Marvel has gone to that well too many times, by the way, where it's like, well, well, sacrifice is normal and super heroics. But in the Avengers, Tony has to go into a a dimensional gap. He does make it out, but he's like, I'm sacrificing myself. He goes into another dimension. I might be gone forever. Bye. He comes back. Then in Quantumania, you go ahead it uh, looks like I'm going to be stuck here in the quantum realm, but you guys go ahead. I will. I'm going to keep the door open, or both of us, you guys can go. And of course, he makes it he out too. It, and in this one, I mean, finally, someone did get stuck somewhere. But I'm like, right. you can't constantly have people going like, <laughs> "It's another dimension. I'm going to be gone forever." But oh, in this case, Monica Rambo closes the dimensional gap between two realities in the multiverse. Um, by patching it up with her cool light powers. Um, it's all jibber-jabber. It's all comic book jibber-jabber. If there's anyone out there going, scientifically, I'm like, fuck you. There's no uh, science. Yeah. <laughs> there's no science Come here. On. Um, and she wakes up in a um, hospital room, and when she's in that bed waking up, John's like, what? what's that? And I, I like lean over, it's like, it's not going to be who you think it's going to be. Because <laughs> I was sitting there going like, I think they're going to try and convince me this is going to be like how they're introducing the Fantastic Four. Oh, I, I actually thought that it would be since they haven't cast the or they have, but it hasn't been announced. I thought that they were going to do a thing where someone said, someone go get Dr. Richard. She's awake because I was thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how they're doing it. Uh, but no, I was totally surprised. Instead, we hear a familiar voice singing oh baby i hear the blues are calling toss salads and scrambled eggs oh my uh and you're like fraser crane she is in a dimension and we can't say which one is it the fox x-men dimension i mean um he looks different yeah yeah but ish the design of beasts is different 
basically her doctor is Hank McCoy, aka the X Men's Beast, and he's full the older CG. Version. Yeah, he's full CG now. Yeah, he's full he CG. He does look different. He it's does true. look different. And well, also I should say that she wakes up and sees her mother, uh, Maria Rambo, who apparently is binary. She, she that's that's the name of her character. Yeah. So this can't be the same dimension from Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, which had her mother being Captain Marvel in that universe. Yes. Okay. And then getting killed by Wanda. But mm-hmm. it's a multiverse. There's so many. So in this, yes. uh, she looks at her mother and goes, Mom? And it's clear that this Maria probably doesn't have a daughter at all because she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and we hear McCoy calling her binary. And when she stands up, she has a version, pretty cool version of of Carol Danvers' binary outfit from X-Men from the 80s. So in this universe, it's not Carol Danvers who became binary. It looks like it was Maria Rambo. And binary was basically the next step of Captain of Ms. Marvel. Um, and she could fly through the universe and had university powers. But it was university. stunning. Yeah, university powers. But it was pretty awesome. Very awesome to see Beast. Um, and that's also Kelsey Grammer. It was always a great choice vocally. And if they're going to make him full CG, then that allows him to keep going, even though he's 95 years old. Um, <laughs> I, I exaggerate. So. Yeah. But no, it was cool. And basically all it is is them going like, who are you? Where'd you come from? And she's like, where the hell am I? They don't go into anything in too great a detail. But yes, the reason it's so huge, if you haven't been following, this would be the first canonical appearance well, of an X man or X person. No, I mean, again, well, yeah, multiverse say, of madness. Yes, <sighs> but we just don't. These, I'm sure, will be our canonical mm-hmm. as the ones that will enter our universe and hang out with the Avengers, as opposed to multiverse of madness. They all get wiped out by Wanda, and that's a whole other universe where Jim from the Office is the world's most intelligent man and stretchy guy. Was. <laughs> you just had to bring it up. I refuse to believe that Captain Carter is dead because Haley Atwell is one of the most beautiful people who's ever lived, and seeing her with a shield is awesome. <laughs> I actually have the Captain Carter action figure. Oh. Um, I mean, as a what if, as a cool alternative idea, I love that she got the super soldier serum in that universe. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so this is pretty major, and there were gasps in the theater, and John was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, and then they asked us to leave. (laughs) But anyway, so we were able to go see it in the middle of the day, and I assumed that there were bigger crowds later, but for us, it was like maybe 20, 20, 30 people. Yeah. But... It, it that is new, like we were talking about. People are jumping on it, like going, "Proof that Marvel's dead." They don't know what they're doing. That line that Beast says. Well, you'll uh, have to remind me because well, I don't uh, remember the specifics. He says, "Well, he, she mentions Rambo, her mom. Her, yeah, her not her not mom. <laughs> yeah, mentions that she's confused, and 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 Beast says, "Well, confusion is the first step towards knowledge, or something like that." Yes, and I thought. Is that a quote from something? Did they pluck that from something else? Because it sounded they may have, but I don't know. It sounded like it sounded like a winky winky 
you know, quote, maybe that's a, a famous line from a philosopher or it's something that Professor X may have said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some point, which he, he and he mentions him right after that. I think actually that. Yeah, he does like inform Charles, which yeah. also would mean it's not the same universe as Multiverse of Madness because, yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was pretty awesome, though. I want to go back and rewatch that. I mean, is it sad that Wanda takes them all out? Yeah, but it's still pretty awesome scene. Just saying. Oh yeah, but so what do you? Where do you think they're going with this? There's is- a rumor that uh, I there will probably be some sort of multiversal rift, and they've done similar in Marvel Comics when the they wrapped up the Ultimates, the Ultimate Universe which was their um, let's start over with Marvel, but it's in its own universe. So they had different modernized takes on Spider-Man, X-Men, so forth. When they decided after several years and some good comics and some really bad ones uh, to wrap up that entire universe, they did something clever. That's where Miles Morales comes from. It's not canonical. Universe 616 is the canonical Marvel Comics universe. So they did a thing where basically like refugees, their universe started being wiped out and they escaped into the appropriate uh, canonical Marvel universe. So now not everybody, because they were like, we love miles. So he's coming, but, and a few characters, but a lot of them just died. So I assume they'll might do something like that in the movies where those people, the X-Men, that never existed in the MCU before they'll just show up fully formed because maybe they escaped their universe's demise. And there'll be lots of references to like, wait, so there are no mutants here. And they're like, no, come on. Khan is one. And, and there are others and so forth, but they don't know or hate us. That could be interesting. Okay. So yeah. we could have the X gene emerging while at the same time have established characters. From yes, this other universe. could be. Yeah. Now what would be tricky is how do you, because the, you know, the discrimination, the the mutants as being um, hated as outsiders, how are they going to make that work? Because they will always, already be out, outsiders, but it, they're coming into a world that has superheroes in it. So how are they going to retroactively make people hate and fear them when they're no weirder than the Hulk or whatever? <laughs> it's like, okay, well, most of them are hotties. And they do things that that are cool and save people. Why would we hate and fear mutants? The, the only the only thing I would think uh, there is maybe not people who don't know them, but but ones who are born born into a family where they're different. Which right. was always I could still see that being a thing because humans yeah, are yeah, still yeah. humans are still horrible. Well, they will probably <laughs> yeah. have some sort of storyline in which, or they could do a thing where their arrival causes sudden rash uh, or like the explosion of mutation. Right. And then therefore the people of the canonical Marvel earth, like going, my kid should have been born normal and it's their fault. Mm -hmm. And apparently the plan for the fantastic four is similar where the fantastic four are coming from a universe where they were the only superheroes and then entering the Marvel cinematic universe again, already fully formed. So we won't have to deal with, Reed Richards and his crew going into space long after Thanos had already done the snap and all that. They'll just so show those up. Those are rumors like, that are going around. Those are no. rumors that are going around. And we should be getting a cast announcement pretty soon. Supposedly, 
they were ready to announce before the actor strike. And that's like, okay, now it's over. So yeah. they should be, uh, I liked, it was just apparently it wasn't true, but I, I liked the, uh, the idea of, um, Oh crap. What's his name? Kylo Ren. Uh, oh Adam, yeah. Adam, uh, why isn't that true? I, I keep hearing that rumor still. Is it? Okay. I mean, I uh, been, what's his uh, name? Adam? Adam driver driver. Thank you. I actually, I'm a little mean to him, even though he's a fine actor, he's got the big ears. Um, and that, I mean, come on, I, I am totally being just nerdy with that. That's why as Kylo Ren, he had the long hair. Literally they were covering the ears, but I saw the trailer for Ferrari, which is upcoming. The, the movie he's plays the guy who created, I mean, Mr. Ferrari. <laughs> Hi, yeah. I'm Mr. Ferrari. And uh, apparently Adam Driver is still doing Italian accents after House of Gucci. He's like, I can't get enough. But in that movie, in that trailer, I was like, it's Adam Driver, but his ears aren't poking out. They have found a way to pin them back or glue them back. <laughs> I Honestly, I was tracking it. And I said that to John. I was like, I think he can play Reed Richards now. <laughs> and he goes dude that's me and i'm like yeah but i mean it is noticeable he's got very pronounced ears um he's a good actor though and i would love him as reed richards i mm -hmm. welcome him as reed richards if he gets the gig so me too. yeah i know that was important that he hears from me yeah. and um that's what they're waiting on yeah <laughs> hey man it's all yours do him proud <laughs> um the other rumor is, and there are people already freaking out about this, but the other rumor is that it's going to be almost uh, weighted towards Sue Storm, which I'm sure that's a like a reactionary. We've got to give her the spotlight because ladies, and I get it, but I'm like, isn't the whole point of the Fantastic Four that it's an equal like four-way split and they're a family? And not that she would be a bad intro character, because she's, well, actually, you would think Johnny would be the intro character because he's the youngest and he's a teen in, in, in the comics and all that. But, um, yeah, I guess I, I love Sue Storm, but I don't want it to be Sue Storm and her three pals. So there are people that are already going, that's woke Hollywood nonsense. And I'm over here going like, can we wait and see it? You see, yeah. <laughs> it might be everything you've ever wanted from a Fantastic Four movie, which I hope they get right. I know people yeah, are much more excited about the X-Men, and I love the X-Men, but I am a nerd for the old stuff. And I'm like, you, it to me, it matters that the first family of Marvel Comics, the, the comic that started them, well, okay that re and energized them and created the Marvel age of comics. The fan, the FF need, need all the love that they can get. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that, that last one that the fantastic four fantastic four stick thing they did? Uh, the no, most recent I, one that had, um, yeah, I, I've, 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 I've seen name? all the reviews, people tearing it apart. And that was enough for me. Jesus. Cause I, I've read about what a mess that film was. It's a mess. I mean, a brave reimagining. Yeah, but it's absolutely nothing you want to watch. It's, it's not even one movie. Like they, they, they had they had the reshoot, like almost. There's the entire that second half of the film. Or I can feel bad. <laughs> Sadly, literally the, the filmmaker that's uh, I mean, Josh Tank, I think is his name. He, Trank. Or Trank. Yeah. Uh, he's like. 
that that's it. He goes, I'm not sure when I'll direct again. And, and it's like, I'm sorry. I'm tired of defending it. He's like going, I obviously didn't give people what they want, but also I'm not entirely to blame. A lot of this stuff was, it's like, okay, I get it. But yeah, he took a severe blow because of the, the man people dumped on it. Does that, and man. it is almost unwatchable. Mm-hmm. All right. This has been fun, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, my hopes are high. And again, I did enjoy it. And supposedly, I know you've been waiting for this. Uh, f- forgive me while I type off to the side. But uh, Madame Webb, which is yet Ooh. another of the Sony going, we've got the Spider-Man characters and we are going to do whatever we want with them. You actually, yes, there she <laughs> is. You've got a Madame Webb ready. Totally, wow. totally by chance. Yeah, this is Wait, the is that the, the first time she appeared? The the cover uh, copy seems to indicate. Hey, Spidey, you think you're the only one, the only webhead in town? Meet Madam Webb. Maybe so. Could you look yeah. on the inside and get the date on that? Where do, where do they usually do have the, the work date? for me? It's usually in the the little the little type at the bottom of the the first 1980. page. 1980. November November 1980. That yeah. could be first Madam Webb. And there's a, I have some of the, I was reading the comic at this point. I think they're the juggernaut comes in. Comes oh into my God. Story. I love that one. That is great. That is one of the best juggernaut stories. Look at is me. That where, is that where he, 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 he battles them and then he buries them in concrete. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is like one of the best Spider-Man thinking on his feet. He literally cannot stop the juggernaut. The juggernaut's too strong. And he just allows himself to basically be bait and get hit and whatever. And he's escaping and Juggernaut's like, I'm coming for you. I'm going to kill you. And basically Spider-Man has been leading him this entire time to a cement pit, this construction mm-hmm. site. And basically Juggernaut goes down. He knows the Juggernaut because the gym, Juggernaut's invulnerable. So it's not like, oh, I've drowned a person. But essentially Juggernaut can't be moved, but he also can't get out of there. It is yeah. such a great, great story. Do you remember? Because I, I imagined about, I, I thought about this for years after that comic stuck with me. That story stuck with me this whole yeah. time, clearly, because I remember that that part of it. But I, I, I was imagining like eventually, you know, obviously, someday Juggernaut's going to break out of the oh, concrete. Yeah. yeah. So I was just picturing the scene in the future where the building has been completed and in the, you're in the lobby. Oh, that would of the be building, awesome. And he breaks out, and everybody's screaming and running. That'd be He's awesome. Like, Spider Man. You know, that makes me curious to they must track have had down the yeah. next jugger, juggernaut appearance and see if they did that yeah. or if they just like half ass He just shows up like, somewhere. And he's like, took me a while to get out of that. And like, yeah. dude, it'd be cooler if you showed it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Like, but like I do like getting out of the Sarlacc. Like, come I on. like Madame Webb. The thing that makes it so sad is that have you already seen the Craven trailer? That's been out for like a couple months. For I don't Craven think so. the Hunter. Hmm. Maybe. Anthony no. Taylor Johnson, I think is his name, and I like him a lot. He um, uh, he played Quicksilver in Avengers: Age of Ultron when they killed him off, and now he's Craven the Hunter. And it's just like, what's the point of a Craven movie if you change his entire character? Because in the comics, Craven is a big game hunter to the extreme. He's hunted every animal and he's mastered all of that. And he's a killer. And he's like, now I'm going to hunt man. It's a classic. It's basically the most dangerous game, but whatever. And then what better than hunting a super powered man like Spider-Man. 
So he's a Spider-Man villain from the early days. He's one of the earliest, actually. Russian dude. The movie uh, makes it pretty clear that Craven, oh, he's Russian, but he's not doing like a, a big accent. Um, also, he has animal powers. He has animal senses. Bullshit. And, <laughs> and he's a protector of the animals. He goes after poachers. He's an anti-hero type character in this movie. And this is, I'm not putting it on the actor. Obviously, he's just like, give me that paycheck. But it, it seems well shot. It's just like, what is the point? That's not the character. Ugh. Madame Webb is now a young hottie. I mean, look at her there. The thing I always loved about Madame Webb is she literally looked like Aunt May. Yeah. But yeah. like uh, she's paraplegic. She's in this chair. And that's the cool graphic is is literally she's telepathic and she's connected. She's not spider powered. She's a telepath. But her motif is all these spider webs. That's how she connects to everybody. And she's got like a spider design. But she's an old lady. And she basically gives instruction and help and that kind of thing. She's not out in the field kicking ass. Oh, shit, it's Madam Webb. <laughs> you boys better, you better watch out because I'm coming. I, I'll Give me a minute. I'm, co- <laughs> I'm going to stay right here, but I'm going to mind blast. Mind blast. There you go. Feel the sting of Matt. Oh, I need my pills. <laughs> oh, I I overexerted. So instead, now it's Dakota Johnson. It's Young Hottie, and the movie's trailer, the first trailer or teaser, is released tomorrow. Actually, oh, I found that out just before logging on. I was like, "What?" Sony is so pathetic. They're like, "We own these characters. We're not going to let Marvel have them back. We still we're sharing Spider Man, but we've got Venom. Crave they they have all the villains." They could do a Green Goblin movie. Yay. Mm. Watch Green Goblin turn into a nice guy. <laughs> What's it to do something like with the Joker? The jo- like oh, that'd be great. That'd be- <laughs> I will say this, and hopefully you'll back me up on this. No Way Home was great. Willem Dafoe's performance in that movie should have been a fucking Oscar winner. Good Lord, yeah. It, it, what I love about, what I, I mean, I've always loved Willem Dafoe. But one of the things I love about some of these people, including Alfred Molina, and that's hard to top because the Doc Ock is amazing. But the whole thing is, Willem Dafoe has never been embarrassed to be Green Goblin. You know, and, and that's the great. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll wear the stupid helmet. It's it's not a good design, but I'm going to sell the character. And he does. Yeah. And then he tops it because they yeah. give him that that divided mentality. In that movie, it was so good. It's so good, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that was. I love, I love the way they handled him. I love the way they handled Doc Ock in that yeah. film. The one that kind of fell through the. Obviously, Lizard they didn't do much with him. They didn't do much, but he's but, a big uh, old CG guy. Sandman could have been cooler. Yeah, they kind of fumbled the ball on that one a little bit. I think because yeah. they just needed him to be a villain again. Yeah, and they just kind of flipped a switch, and now he was like that didn't make any sense. I think they but, probably just got Thomas Hayden Church in there for like in a sound booth for an afternoon. Yeah. Cause he's in there so little, it's just, I'm still angry and I'm all sand. Yeah. Right. Because it, they, they did. That's his was, famous catchphrase. That, I'm, all, uh, that, I'm still you know, angry and I'm all anytime sand. Anytime he shows up in comics, you're like, Oh, when is he going to say it? <laughs> I'm still angry and I'm all sand. <laughs> 
because they, they, I love the way that they they carry the continuity of those original films over with the yes. the, the the demeanor of those characters when we last saw them. You know, because yeah. right before he died, Doc Ock had changed his tune. Uh, last time we saw Sandman, he was he had teamed up with Spider Man and they were fighting side by side. That yeah. was cool. So he shows up. He said, "Hey, buddy." You the know, only like, real cool. shift they did was clearly with Electro because Electro yeah. in Amazing Spider-Man 2 was and I like Jamie Foxx, but I was like that was a terrible character. It was literally the exact same arc that they gave um Jim Carrey's Riddler. They literally just lifted that where it's like mm. I'm a nerd who has a fa- uh, obsession with the hero and I want to be his friend. Oh, he's rejected me because I have outlandish notions of our friendship. So now I'm a villain. It was the exact same. I was like, oh, that's not good. Also, not the character from the comics. Does anyone read these? Do you need me to let you know who Electro is? Call me up. Okay, so we got two more things we got to touch on. All right, I'm ready. What are we doing first? We got Loki. And we were we we're going to talk about uh, the Daredevil news. Uh, well, I think Daredevil news we can save that for the end because I want to devote energy to Loki. And the Daredevil news is just something that's speculative. Yeah, and we can just so talk about rumors. Specifically, the thing you put stuff. a pin on from last last week. Yes, indeed, I did want to talk about it. Just and it's not just Daredevil news; it's also the news of their restructuring of how they're yes. doing their television projects. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, they just finished a really good one, the first uh, sequel series they've ever done. And it seems I keep kind of going, guys, the model isn't the problem. The model is great. It's like uh, we got two seasons of Loki. I don't want a third because Mm -hmm. it wrapped up so well. Unless Mm -hmm. you have an amazing story, the problem with American television has always been, unlike the Brits, American television just keeps beating a dead horse because it's like they don't know when to stop. So think of a story and does it need to be one season, two seasons? Great. But tell the damn story and don't just leave it open-ended for the further adventures of. Mm -hmm. I liked She-Hulk. I didn't love it, but I liked it a lot. And I felt satisfied. Do I want to see Tatiana Maslany as She-Hulk show up in marvel movies now or in the avengers yes hell yeah hell yeah i want to see more but i don't want them to just go okay uh let's come up with some wacky ideas for season two no, unless yeah, just, it's inspired don't yeah. do it yeah we didn't talk about how the marvels wrapped up not the button scene but the end of the movie that brings in they're basically opening the door for young avengers oh yeah right spoiler alert at the end of the marvels Waiting that, that I didn't know. I didn't know nothing about that scene before I went in. And I me heard either. A lot of the spoilers. Yeah, me either. And I mean, I knew that they've been aiming towards getting a young Avengers, whether they'll be mm-hmm. called that or maybe they'll call them the champions, because in the comics now that group is sort of called the champions. But uh, the young heroes of the MCU that they've been building up. So at the end of it, Kamala Khan imitating Nick Fury. Very funny mm-hmm. uh, is sitting in. Uh, Kate Bishop's loft that we last saw in the Hawkeye TV show. And we see pizza dog again. Yay. Lucky the pizza dog. And I don't know your feelings on Hawkeye, but I loved Hawkeye. I loved that series. It was good. And Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. Uh, Chef's kiss. I'm not even a chef. 
my only problem with that show, we, we, we touched on it briefly last week, is that I really didn't like the way they portrayed Kingpin. So it, I, which, which could dovetail into the next subject here. In I second. liked it okay, mainly because they were leaning into the comic bookiness, um, meaning he was throwing people through walls. I'm like, yeah, an acknowledgement of the fact that Kingpin is not superhuman, but he's he's a powerful dude. I didn't really mind that so much. It's just that he he was almost like a clown. A it, little it, bit. It, it, I mean, the like, fact that they decided that he was in his vacation wear, I'm like, mm, yeah. I'm not sure about That's the Hawaiian good. shirt and the weird <laughs> little hat. It's like the kingpin that I know from that show would never have but it was worn Christmas. that shirt. He was, fe- he was feeling <laughs> jolly. Anywho, so she, she shows up and uh, yeah, Kamala Khan basically comes out of the shadows and goes, You've been Kate Bishop. You've entered a he just she just says the same stuff as Nick Fury did at the tail end of uh Iron Man. And I'm thinking of putting a group together. Come on, that's awesome. Who did she mention? I, I didn't catch what she said. Did you know that so and so had a daughter or a son or something? I'm like, what Scott Lang? Oh, so in what... other words, stature. Okay. okay, Cassie, who is Scott Lang's daughter, who we've already seen in Quantum Mania, she's doing the the shrinking and the growing oh, she said ant-man okay all right oh yeah she may have that's, said ant-man that's what i didn't catch yeah yeah who she ends up going by stature because i think she mainly just does giant stuff uh and she was a member of the young avengers uh spoiler alert for the comics she was in the group for what she got killed it was sad um i hope they don't do that because i like the character and uh, yeah. yeah but anyway so they also introduced um I can't remember his character's name. I remember his superhero name, Patriot. But the uh, Isaiah Bradley, the ignored first super soldier serum recipient, the African-American soldier guy that they introduced in Falcon Winter Soldier, they introduced his grandson. No powers or anything, but they have him like hanging out with his granddad and watching over and like, hey, white people, what are you doing to my, uh, you know, it's like, hey, Bucky, what are you doing here? Um, yeah, he goes on to be Patriot. So that's a possibility. And also the two kids, uh, Wanda and Vision's kids, even though they may not exist in our dimension, but maybe in another dimension they pop in. Wiccan and speculated uh, that, that kid Loki from season one of Loki would somehow be tied into maybe it. Maybe two, maybe Wiccan so. From the, from yeah. the, uh, oh, the void hey, or whatever, wherever he is. Great tie in. Let's do yeah. this before I've run out of energy and need to eat yeah. lunch. Yeah, yeah. Loki season two. Great. <laughs> what am I going to say? <laughs> it followed right on the heels of the first season, which you kind of want. It was totally centric on the TVA, but basically the sacred timeline is in danger simply because uh, their pruning efforts have gone awry. And as we saw, branches are forming so new universes new timelines are spinning off they can't control it and basically all of time is in jeopardy plus they find out in this season that the tva was in fact created by kang who they never call kang in the whole thing he is he who remains he remains or yeah victor timely or victor timely who's an early variant of him um so it's all about Loki trying to put things right. Loki becoming more of a hero. And then, man, that ending. And I will say this. Everyone except, I would say, 
I liked her a lot. The actress who played, she just has the number. She's one of the enforcers. Oh, oh, yeah, B-15, whatever she is. Yes. She didn't get much in season two, and that's okay. I mean, she's on Team Loki. Basically, Loki has gotten Mobius on his side, uh, not Morbius, the living vampire. People get those mixed up all the time. Mobius is on his side. Now he has um, uh, Ouroboros or OB, the great uh, Kie Kwan. Man, just awesome. I'm so Mm -hmm. glad he's back. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad he wasn't a villain, too. A lot of people were were theorizing that he was going to turn out to be the real baddie. It was like, no. No, instead, Tara Strong, the voice actress of of so many things, who did a great job as uh, Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes, yeah. Uh, she, she did some great stuff in season mm-hmm. two. I mean, she's a villain ish, but being in love with her creator, Victor time, it's just like, wow, so creepy. Yeah. Wow. Creepy, I, but it worked. Our, 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 our supporter, Kate, Kate Scott mentions like, Oh, that character hey, was annoying. Yeah. She didn't like that character. And I like, and I, she didn't like miss minutes. Yeah. I can see why she'd be annoying, but I think she was supposed to be annoying. <laughs> no, she <laughs> was, but also she's essentially like how, in yeah. 2001 yeah. she's an ai that has grown way too um independent and also has some very wrong ideas yeah. so and she has all power the idea that they've chosen to make her this cartoon clock is actually kind of brilliant because it offsets she's a serious threat yeah. um and that's she's sick but kate yeah. i still i love you it's okay that you <laughs> hate that you hate Miss Minutes. It's okay. <laughs> so it was very well done. The Sylvie Loki thing still is such a fascinating relationship because they keep uh, their the side references like, yeah, that's what happens when you fall in love with yourself, right? Because she's another Loki variant, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little bit in the middle of the series where I was like, going, I get where they're going, I think, but it seems a little repetitive. But then it you see in the last couple episodes, they just ramp it up. The whole thing of him groundhog daying where it's like, I have to learn things quicker to move things quicker along. It's like, how long would it take me to become a genius at this? I don't know. A couple of centuries. And then I go a couple of centuries later, later. and he's able <laughs> to control his time slipping. So he's able to do all this and yeah. continues with each step to become a real hero. Mm hmm. And that, I mean, some people are anti that Loki is a great villain in Marvel comics, but there are of course infinite Lokis. This Loki has gone the hero route. And then at the end has to embrace, well, I'm the guy who does the difficult stuff. So he goes in and he is physically grabbing timelines to weave together. And the timelines have formed Yggdrasil, the world tree tying it back into Norse mythology, famously Loki himself was imprisoned in the roots of Yggdrasil. And I'm like, God damn it. That's perfect. What a perfect ending. And he has sacrificed himself. He is, he goes, this is who I'm meant to be. Oh man. The one thing, the God of stories is what they're calling him now. Yeah. Well, that, that I don't, they didn't really say that in the, they in didn't the say show. it in the, ser- in the show, but that's like, the official like synopses that that is it they're putting out they're calling him now the god of stories so so the, the one thing and i loved it i, I mean i love the whole yeah whole, no whole i enjoyed season. it even loved i was it. like um okay I, I think that that people like you and me who know how to 
you know, I, I, th- I think I did recognize, okay, that's, that's some kind of uh, of Asgardian thing. Yeah. Probably. I didn't know what it was. A lot of people have no idea. They may recognize the symbol, but they don't know. And so, because in Thor, a couple times in Thor movies, uh, Idrisil is mentioned and shown. And uh, Thor actually draws it in the first Thor yeah. movie. Yeah. Right. He's like going, well, these are the nine realms, according to it, but these are like branches in space yes. time and they form this kind of tree. We call it. Yeah, it's all. But we didn't have that set up in this in this show. So unless no. you remember that, you're lost. There's also the uh, the artwork inside the TVA, the 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 panels that show yeah, the, the timekeepers. Those panels where they've got the tree now. in the middle mm-hmm. of it. I'm like, see, yeah. damn. The, the only and they, I guess maybe they obviously they had a lot to get to in this show. Yes. But I, I, they could have maybe had a scene where Loki. Is maybe when he first looks at the loom and he goes, huh, looks like Idrisil. Like oh, sure. Right they could have done that. And and he could explain to Mobius, oh, you know, the, the tree of life, the world tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. By the way, <laughs> if it if it hasn't been said, I said this. Did I say this on this podcast or on one of, on the one I do with John? Where I said I welcome the, the, uh, the renaissance of Owen Wilson. <laughs> because everything I've seen him in, including that haunted mansion movie which i i watched on streaming just to watch it and i'm like this was okay it's not terrible but the cast is amazing and owen wilson steals every scene he's in he's so good he's so good and he's he's i mentioned this when we were talking about him talking about the first season that he's is it it's, uh, the uh, the uh wes anderson right there's a bunch yeah. of movies he's been in yeah he, that wes anderson knew how to how to push him or direct him in this direction that 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 Owen Wilson has this kind of existential weight that he's yeah. so good at just yeah. conveying that just, just in his face, he just sits there and stares. And he's well, if like, you watch bottle rocket, oh. which was the first Wes Anderson movie, it's just Wes Anderson with his two buddies, the Wilson brothers. And he cast them perfectly in that movie because he has Luke being the, well, you know, kind of dreamy romantic guy, uh, as in this, the, the stock romantic lead even though he's not you know like a soap opera character but but that is what luke fits and then he has owen being like kind of nuts and kind of exactly what you said like sort of almost a visionary like man don't you get it and you're like going he just knew the personalities of those guys is like you'll be him you'll be him and they've continued to be that they've both continued to basically embody what they are in everybody's projects, not just Wes Anderson's. Yeah. He was, and God, uh, yeah, Owen was so good in this and that, that final scene, I, I didn't, I wasn't quite prepared for that when he, and I knew they were going to send him back to his, his real life. It's some, yeah. somehow what I didn't really put two and two together is like, Oh, he can't actually go back to his, no, he can't, he can just look, he can just observe it from afar. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is so sad. Yeah. But, but I mean, was, still could have, have ended. Yeah. Still he has agency. Now, yeah, true that right. he, I guess he'll go and make a life for himself, just like Sylvie tried, you know, like I'll work at McDonald's. That is the only thing in the entire series that pissed me off was, was that was product placement. McDonald's was a huge oh, one, but there yeah. were other things. And I'm like going, true. guys, are yeah. you guys hurting? Yeah. Really? Disney? <laughs> you guys hurting? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, clever idea that for her freedom is literally having a nothing job on in oklahoma on a variant earth true but had it been in the comics it would have been some made up you know for her time yes exactly 
And actually, I don't think Marvel... Oh, boy. Write to me in the comments if you know if Marvel has a running gag, because DC does. Like a, a stock... In, like their, in their DC, it's burger chain. Yes, in yeah. DC, it's Big Belly Burger, and that's been going on since the eighties. Yeah. So, and they include that, by the way, in uh, Blue Beetle. Oh, they do good. Yeah, yeah, Big Belly Burger. But uh, so I'm just sitting there going, like, oh man, it just seems a little commercially. But it yeah. also made me nostalgic for like, oh yeah, that's what McDonald's used to look like. That's true. I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even think about that when I was watching it. But you're right. I was just really stunned at how well they pulled that that ending off because they I, one of the things I was kind of iffy about in the first season was Loki how the, when Loki uses his magic powers and it was kind of clever that you know initially in the TVA he's not able to use them because they've got some kind of right. dampener effect that yeah. was a, a nice literary device to kind of get rid of that problem yeah but then when he's in any of, any of the other realms he can he can you know he can use any of his magic powers, and then there's that one planet that's that's falling apart because the moon is crashing into it. Yeah, but, man, that was and, pretty. Uh, and then he he uses he just flips his hair at this building and makes it it's because you know, it's falling on him, and he flips his hair at it and it stands back up again. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> have we ever seen him do something that powerful before? That powerful. So, but at the end of this season, we see him basically taking the entirety of the multiverse in his hands. I always love the the cosmic stuff where you're like, where are they? If they're outside of time, right, right. where are they? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, literally him just walking into the place in between and then being able to physically I mean they they did make the the whole idea of these timelines so literal that they're yes. literally like vines and stuff. But right. yes. That is godly, though, and you want it. it. It's like that's it hardcore. It and just so, it's just per- conveyed so well, and it's like it just makes no sense. But I love it. I just I, love. Yes, I love thing. it on a comic level. Plus, talk about an arc. I will now say that Loki, yeah. next to Tony Stark, these in the MCU are the characters that have the best arcs. Because don't get me wrong, I loved every minute of Steve Rogers being Captain America, but Steve didn't have an arc. Not True. really. I didn't really want him to because you want him to always be he's, he's exactly that. He's yeah. the rock. Yeah. Um, Thor has had an arc, but it's been an arc towards wacky. You know, like the scene in Love and Thunder where it's like him and Jane in their relationship. And it's like dumb sitcom jokes about, uh, I thought you were going to make breakfast this morning. I didn't have time to make breakfast. And you're like, wow, <laughs> Thor, come on. Um, but anyway, so all that's fine but loki has this amazing arc and the fact that you can say what you want about joss whedon as a horrible monster man but he did create avengers uh he did somehow make that movie work uh and thanks to him loki had that line of dialogue with i am loki of asgard and i am burdened with great purpose is that glorious purpose glorious purpose and you go wow you get to the end of the series and it's almost like they had planned it. Like, yes, he did. He is. And every now and then they're like, you killed, you did terrible things. And not just in the MCU, you go back into mythology. You're like, yeah, you're a real asshole. Loki." But he's like, yeah, but now he has found his glorious purpose and ends Mm -hmm. up dying a hero and sitting on a throne in his own way. I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. buddy. Yeah. It was good stuff. I saw. I, I I didn't catch this the first time I saw it, but I saw uh, a few seconds of that last, that final scene. You know, of him 
becoming the uh, the tree. God of Gia. story. And the cape that forms around him, if you look at it, it's actually comprised of the timelines. The timelines are kind yeah. of stretching out of his cloak. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. He is now the focal so point. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, he's also a deus ex machina. In oh, other totally. words, if they want the Fantastic Four in the MCU or X-Men, it could literally all just be Loki going, and you guys go here. I mean, they probably won't do that because that would be a little much, but (laughs) he is kind of in control, though not in a, I I guess they'll have to bring him back for Kang Dynasty, right? When they they do the Avengers thing that the next Avengers movie down the line, oh no, the Secret Wars first and then Kang Dynasty. Kang Dynasty is going to be all Kang-centric, and I assume since it's going to be timeline-heavy, we might see Loki return. I could see that maybe coming into it, maybe towards the very end. I, I, I uh, what I, I've heard some other, several other people say this, and I agree with them. I, I think if, if they do only one more thing with this version of Loki, I would love it to be that he gets to see, gets to talk to Thor one more time. Or would Thor, love it. Thor gets to see what he's done and like, brother. Well, know. they, this is kind of mean. I am not on the jump on, uh, Taika Waititi train that's now become popular too, where people are like going, he ruined now <laughs> love and thunder. People apparently really hated. And I liked a lot of it. Again, there were parts it didn't like, and uh, he was, his take is maybe it's just too wacky. I like him as a director. I like him as an actor. I like that man. But uh, someone on Twitter today, apparently someone asked Tom Hiddleston in an interview, like, um, well, Loki's over, um, but if they do a Thor 5, you know, what What do you think? And, and Hiddleston was something like, it would be nice for the brothers to get back together. And someone made, is like, see, as soon as Taika Waititi officially bowed out of, because he did come out and say, no, I won't be doing a Thor 5. If they do one, it won't be with me. And they're like going, Tom Hiddleston's been sitting on that till they announced that. Now he's like dropping a hint. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I would welcome a Thor 5 to bring a little bit more balance, a little bit more weight back to the the mythological Marvel Universe. Yes. Just like I'm looking forward to whatever we get with Kang or any of the big threats, if they can somehow make the broad universe of Marvel, not just a cartoon, I'm mm-hmm. ready for that. Yeah. I loved, I'm tired of being the defender of Eternals, but I loved Eternals. I loved Eternals. And that was one that was like going, no, we're taking that cosmic shit deadly serious. I'm like, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I want a sequel. I got to see what happens, man. Yeah, I know. I want to see what happens next. And plus, you know, they launched or hinted at Black Knight and Blade at the end of that one. So I'm very excited. Uh, did you get there's a couple things that, that struck me at the end of the oh, show? Oh, are you that, okay? That, yeah, I'm fine. At the end of Loki. <laughs> um, uh, you can't see the bruise at all. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> there's a couple things that reminded me of. Uh, obviously, the, the Groundhog Day stuff was was pretty pretty obvious yes but the, the there was also you know it's kind of kind of cool that the green a lot of people pointed this out that that loki's green magic you know kind of ties in with the time stone yeah and for that matter 
in, in the first Doctor Strange movie, the time loop that he tricks, the, 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 that's how he defeats Dormammu is by trapping them in a time loop. So at the end where Loki is in his own self-perpetuated time loop by trying to figure stuff out, that's kind of reminded me of the end of Doctor Strange. But also there were several things about the last couple of episodes. And a lot of Loki kind of leans into this a little bit. Like um, Russell Davies era uh, Doctor Very Who. much so. It has the same kind of feel. Well, not just Russell Davies, but also uh, the other showrunner. Uh, Stephen Moffat. Moffat, yeah. They, well, Russell Davies, I think especially, was big into the fairy tale kind of aspect of yes. Doctor Who. Yes. And this one goes, I mean, literally goes into folklore at the end. <laughs> That's suiting. It's yeah, like I loved it. Yeah. What what works with the MCU is when the whoever's in charge of directing or writing a new project, you can tell when they they get what the character deserves or needs. Because it's true even in comics. Like uh this is a DC example. I love Grant Morrison. He's got the crazy big ideas. But I think it's is it in Final Crisis, one of them where it's like, oh, Batman ends up sitting in Metron, the new God's chair, and becomes the God of knowledge, like very briefly. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I always liked when I'd read Justice League comics and they were fighting in space, and Batman is the one guy who has like a bubble helmet on because, you know, he he can't survive out there. But it was always like, weird too it's like he doesn't really belong out there but it's still yeah. kind of cool you guys are good without me right like if you captain america in mcu if steve rogers had suddenly you know like odin had said you deserve a place in valhalla brave warrior and he's like great like what the they mm-hmm. didn't they give steve rogers the perfect steve rogers ending you know it's like that works i just want them to always be smart per character because they all have their different thing. Tony Stark goes out in a very Tony Stark way. I mean, it is mm-hmm. still knowledge and intelligence and cleverness over mm-hmm. massive powers mm-hmm. and self-sacrifice, which is something he had learned throughout his entire arc. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm still making up for the mistakes of my father. Uh, I'm a better man than he is. All that stuff is all there. And you're like, yeah, that's good forethought and good through line writing um multiple writers but feige probably sitting on top of it going like that's not something that would that fits tony or you know i'm sure that they have arguments where they're like going yeah that's a great idea but i just don't think that uh, t'challa would do this it's like right so uh and t'challa had the best i mean sadly but he had the best wakandan wrap up as well it's like yeah we get more of their culture this is perfect and the passing of the mantle love it anyway so loki season two great and i i want jonathan majors to be judged fairly uh and that to work out and if it's okay for him to continue as kang i would like him to because he's great if it is not and he needs to answer for crimes then recast just recast because yeah. they've 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 really left it open now especially into this that oh they could totally recast him now at this point well sure because the way the slate has kind of been wiped clean essentially and yeah. i like that one little mention they say oh we had we had one incurrence of uh of him you know in this uh 616 adjacent realm mm-hmm. yeah they, just, they took care of it and they you can see people pointed out that the thing to hold up if you zoom in on it you can see that it's 
it's uh, is it quant- from, from Quantumania. Quantumania. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I figured that's what they were getting at. And 616 adjacent is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I guess that would be the quantum realm within 616 or yeah. whatever. Well, I, I liked Quantumania. I did too. I liked it. And As again, Jonathan Majors as Kang is great. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't allow him to be a bad person. But, uh, no. yeah. We'll find yeah. out. So, Daredevil, showrunners. Yeah. yeah. Shakeups at Marvel. Man, they literally scrapped. They had even, I think, started filming. And I, from what I heard, they, they, they filmed almost half the entire season. Wow. Already. And they threw all of it out. At least they threw I, the scripts I, out. Yeah. What was the, was it the take was too goofy? What was it? I don't know. I don't know if we, if we have an official report, it's just that it, that was, they, they recognized that it wasn't working and they had to tear it down and start over again. What, yeah, why exactly? I don't know if we know. D'Onofrio's quote, uh, cause he tweeted and he basically said, um, look, I understand everybody's frustration. He goes, but guys, this is making it better. And if he's like going, no, no, this is going to be much better than I'm fully on board. Yeah. And I'm fully on board with if they are, I don't necessarily need the Netflix continuity entirely. I don't necessarily need it. I loved Daredevil on Netflix. It was the best of their shows. Uh, yes. I liked Luke Cage season quite one a bit. And season three, I thought. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I liked season one of jessica jones very very much yes season two not season two for everybody including luke cage yeah it's funny iron fist season two was better than iron fist season one and unfortunately the defenders didn't work and i i yeah i blame myself anyway uh (laughs) but no i'm okay with them scrapping and starting over to make something better but them announcing like as if they were like "Uh uh-oh are we doing something wrong? They seem unsure this whole stuff about we're going to change our model now. And instead of doing multiple short series with characters that you've never heard of, or that you need to have watched everything to understand, we're now going to do long extended series like traditional American TV. And I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't. Because I love the the grab bag. We're getting an Echo series. I barely know Echo from the comics because I she kind of showed up in the 90s era when I was like, ugh, with a lot of Marvel and DC, it was not my favorite thing. But it, it looks great. I'll watch it. Werewolf I, by Night got a two-hour movie that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now they're putting it out in color. I haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched the color version just because I don't need it, but... yeah. I do want to see how green my boy man thing is. is. I think one of the, one of the rumors I'd heard about what, about the, the daredevil series that got scrapped or the the scripts that got scrapped is that apparently this could be just a rumor, but foggy Nelson had been killed off screen or something like that. And dude, it was just just because they didn't want to pay that actor to come back in. No, I, I, it just sounds to me like the reason they, I mean, because they, that, that is one thing I think we know is that the scripts were, they're, they're throwing out the entire storyline from what I understand. So well, that's that tells me right. that they must've put whoever was a story runner or they, that's the problem. That's the, this is the thing they've, they've now established, right? They're going to have showrunners they for these shows have show before we hadn't. Clearly some of these shows really like Loki and WandaVision really benefited from the fact that you, none, I guess not technically a showrunner by title, but they did kind of have a, a, a central writer who was direct, yeah. who was guiding the whole thing. Yeah. 
Michael Waldron, I think was the guy who did Loki. So, yes. uh, I forget the guy who did one division, but you, you need that in these shows. You do. You need, you need some kind of central visionary who's, who's, who's keeping the eye and on the ball. And you still need Feige to sit on top of it. Yes. If you, I mean, I don't think the man is, is infallible and, and he's made questionable decisions all along the way, but sure. that said, a unifying idea is good. I think, and this is also a rumor behind the scenes rumor is that some of the shakiness of like the last couple of years is Feige being stretched and pulled over. And now he said, yeah, my star Wars project is dead. I think he was probably like, you guys are good, right? I'm going to yeah. go start developing the star Wars thing. And then they're like, we're in trouble. Come back. And Disney yeah. goes, yeah, you're not doing a Star Wars thing. He's like, okay, I'll go back yeah. to Marvel. Yeah. I mean, if that's the worst, oh, I'm sorry. You have to go back to running the MCU. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically, this is us guessing at what might be coming down the pike and whether it's a good or bad thing. I, I'm kind of of the it wasn't broke, don't fix it. Uh, mentality, but I will, I will be open minded if we end up with like ten seasons of Daredevil and he's <sighs> sixty five by the end of it, going like, um, can I just throw the Billy Club <sighs> at the guy who's running? Yeah, as as I was saying, I, I was we were starting to talk about last time. I, I'm I'm hopeful that this is a good sign because, like I said, I was I didn't really like the way uh, Kingpin was introduced in Hawkeye. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that this is, this is them kind of going, okay, look, well, we dude, gotta, you saw we him try this in the echo trailer and that's in the same universe. Yeah. And in the echo trailer, it looks, it looks he better. is destroying people with his massive ham sized fists. Yeah. That's all I want. Right. I, yeah. Also I don't have a him in a him white suit being different. I just don't want him to be betrayed as betrayed as a buffoon. Which is no, what kind of no. what happened. Yeah. And that's what I didn't like. I didn't really feel he was a buffoon. Yeah. I didn't. Maybe I it's didn't. his taste. I, 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 the, the fashion was, <laughs> yeah. was an odd choice. Other yeah. than that, yeah. I had no problem. So I, I'm hoping that that's what's going on, that they're, they're, they're fixing something that was a mess. I hope that's what happened. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out maybe. So what else? Is that it? I think so. Okay. Uh, I'm ready to eat some spaghetti. Okay, good. Today's spaghetti day. All, All right. the kids are lining up outside. <laughs> <laughs> is it spaghetti day, Mr. Jones? It sure is. And meanwhile, their parents are like, stay away from that man. Yeah. I literally heard him talking about comic book characters for like two hours. <laughs> stay away from him. Uh, I'm glad you saw the Marvels. Um, that's a recommend from both of us. Yeah. It's not going to change your world, but it's a fun flick. And those three actresses, I could watch them all day. I, I have to admit, when they did the cliched girl power, let's dance around thing, I didn't mind it. Normally, that's something so cloying and like on the nose. You're like, oh, boy, what are they going to start singing into their hairbrushes now? Lip syncing mm-hmm. along to girls just want to have fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. delightful. Well, that, that was one of the fun, fun things about the movies that when there were silly things going on, they, the characters were reacting to this is pretty fucked up, you yes. know, or this is crazy, you know. So this, uh, I will say, Iman Vellani 
they got lucky with her, man. Yeah, she's fantastic. And she's Kamala Khan. She just walked off the comic page. And all of her reactions, where it was either terror or being nerdy, yeah, just sold. Yeah. Like the whole thing in the very beginning in the, the astronaut suit, where you would just be freaking out because you're suddenly in space. And she's drifting, and then she's like, "Oh my God, Nick Fury! <laughs> You're him!" Yeah, love it. And his anyway, reaction too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like, "I don't know you." Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, go see it, and uh, next week we'll talk about something else. We will. <laughs> I don't know what yet. It'll be no awesome. Yeah. Um. So, uh, bye, everybody. Continue to be prodigious and sappy. Yes. As will we. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so bad.